0: All right, let's look tonight in uh, John chapter 16 and Ephesians chapter 6. We'll touch on both of those places right quick here tonight. Ephesians chapter 6 and John chapter number 16. The Gospel of John. We was in 1 John a couple of nights this week, but this is the Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then Ephesians chapter number 6. All right. Let me read Ephesians six just for a second. Ephesians chapter six, verse number uh, verse number twenty three. Ephesians 6, 23 says, "Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith." And so there's a little uh, uh, there's a little Trinity right there in and of itself. Peace and love. With faith, Peace be to the brethren and love with faith. And without The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Amen. And also let me just, I'm not adding to the word of God, but let me just add to that. Without faith in God it's going to be hard for you to have peace. Yeah. Amen. And it's going to be real hard for you to have very much love in your life yeah. if you're distressed about everything. Now, so let me read it again. Peace be to the brethren. You ever gave anybody a Christmas present? Or a Valentine's Day card, it's, it usually says to whoever, and then it says from you, whatever your name might be, amen? Uh, some of you Scrooges might not have ever gave nobody a Christmas present or a Valentine's card, I don't know, but it says that peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father. This peace that we're talking about tonight, the comfort that we're going to talk about tonight, it comes from God. It doesn't come from within. It don't, don't come from you. amen. It doesn't come. I now, there's no doubt we can love one another. The Bible tells us to do that. But the peace that passeth understanding comes from God. The peace that you can have when everything's falling apart, that comes from God. And that's the kind that I want. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of people in this world that I have confidence in, uh, that I trust that I feel very confident that it, it, when it comes to... Now, they don't have to think about me 24 hours a day, but when I when I think about what they think about me, I feel like I could depend on them. If I needed something, if I asked them some, for something, I feel like they would respond to my calling. No doubt you feel that way about some people, too. Surely, there's somebody in this world that you can depend on if you called on them. But I'm here tonight to tell you that you can always depend on God... And if I if I depended on my brother Nathan here, I feel like if I called on him, he'd try to help me. Uh, but this I know about God; He can help me, and He will help me. And He thought so much about it that He finished one of His books that said, "Peace be to the brethren." And let me say, when He says brethren, He's not excluding the ladies right there. Peace be when when you hear in the New Testament it talking about the brethren. He's not trying to be male chauvinist. He's just including everybody. We are brethren. Amen. We be brethren, all of us. Amen. And so he says, peace be to the brethren. When I uh, uh, first started paying real close attention to that verse, I thought it was one of the best verses in the Bible. That's good news, ain't it? Peace be to the brethren. Peace be to the brethren. The, I, I quoted you a verse of scripture uh, either last night or the night before. And it said, uh, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. And that's true. Uh, man, The Bible says man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. That is true. But I'm glad this verse is also in the Bible. Amen. Amen. Peace Amen. be to the brethren. Uh, there are going to be some hardships, some hard times. Some of them is going to be physical. Some of them is going to be spiritual. If When you decide you're going to start serving the Lord, uh, whether you're 15 or whether you're 50, if you're deciding you're going to start serving the Lord, there's going to be some hardships involved in that. When you sit down with your Bible and say, well, I'm going to quit playing around now. I'm going to start living for the Lord. There's going to be some troubles involved with that. The devil is going to make sure he tries to mess that up. The world is going to make sure they try to mess that up for you. Some of your friends are going to try to mess that up for you. But the Bible says peace. Peace. Going to be all right, Amen. And uh, uh, there's not too many things in this world. I mean, we're not talking about spiritual things now. I'm glad, and I'm I'm so glad about this that that God is a God that cares about our physical things as well as our spiritual. Now, God certainly does care about the spiritual, and that ought to be your first priority. But I'd say this: if you're going to start building a house, there's going to be some trouble involved. Yep. You decide you're going to save a little bit of money; there'll be some trouble involved in that. I don't know. You can blame it on the devil or blame it whatever you want to, but as soon as you start trying to save money, your transmission is finished. Amen. Amen. And that's on the physical side. On the spiritual side, you decide you're going to sit down and read your Bible and the telephone will ring. And the person calling you don't even like you. They're just trying to bug you. Amen. Amen. That's right. Uh, cousin or aunt or sister or somebody call you up. Right at, the, right at the wrong time. Yeah. Go visit somebody and say, I come over here to tell you about the Lord. And somebody ring the doorbell. Right at the, Ain't nobody visited that person in the last eight years. Yeah. But they decided to come visit right when you was about to try to do something spiritual. Try to do something spiritual. You try to do something physically in this world. Seems like there's always some kind of hitch. There's always yeah. something going wrong. But after all that, the Bible said, peace be to the brethren peace be to the brothers. So that's what, uh, what I want to preach to you tonight. Look over in John 16. I told you that. What I want to preach to you about tonight for just a little bit is everything's going to be all right. Everything, and that's a nice homely country sermon title, ain't it? Everything's going to be all right. And you know what? I can say that without any hesitation whatsoever. That's exactly right. You say, well, Brother Mike, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't have to know what you're going through. I'm not up here trying to play psychic and, or nothing. And this ain't really no self help. You know, that? that's really all you get on television and some of these churches today. That's all they talk about is everything going to be positive. And every... Now, I didn't say everything was going to be positive. You're going to have some hardships. The Lord said in this world you're going to have tribulation. But He said, hey, don't be afraid. I've overcome the world. You're going to have some rough stuff. You're going to face some rough things in this life. But, boy, I'm telling you what. If you know my Savior, if you know my God, everything's going to be all right. Amen. I, listen, you've got to grab a hold of that. Listen, you've got, to, you've got to hold on to that because there are some things in this life that will give you such a punch in the jaw that you think it's all over with. You think there's no way to fix this. Hey, there's nothing that quite as permanent as your fire. That sounds kind of permanent to me, don't it? Amen. Hey, there's some things in this life a doctor might say something that sounds kind of permanent. Amen. But I've I've been around long enough to figure out the doctor ain't got the last word. Amen. Amen. And if the doctor does, if the doctor happens to be right about it, I mean, what are they threatening you with after all? Heaven? He said, Well that's kind of a uh, happy-go-lucky way of looking at things, just trying to cheer yourself up. Or you can be sad right up to the time you die, but after that, it'll be okay. Amen. amen. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. This old boy does not want to die. Uh, if Hillary Clinton ever tells you I committed suicide, don't believe it. I, I am not planning on committing no suicide, amen, because I love life. I like to live. I like to hear the sound of my own heartbeat, amen. It's just the prettiest melody you ever heard in your life. I want to live. I want to be alive. I don't want to die. So, Brother Mike, don't you want to go to heaven? Not today. Yeah. Amen. I am satisfied. This is a terrible world. This, is a, this place down here is full of hardship. Yeah. Full of hardship. But I tell you what, uh, I'm satisfied with what God gave me. Amen. Yeah, amen. Uh, if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever read, there's a book called John Adams. It was written by David McCullough. And uh, uh, David McCullough is dead, but the story lives on. I, I try to read that book at least one time a year. John Adams, a great patriot. Now, if you don't like John Adams, I don't like you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. John Adams, right up there near the apostles and Jesus. Amen. Uh, but John Adams, I like him. And he lived a life. Boy, listen, let me tell you something. That guy sacrificed something for his country. Uh, there have been a lot of things done wrong in this country. I ain't denying that. Most politicians are crooked. Most preachers are crooked. Uh, most people are crooked. People are out for themselves and looking out for themselves. But notwithstanding that, there has been some good men been around here. And some of them men was half bad, half good. But the, some of the good parts I like. Amen. And so, But I tell you this, John Adams, listen, he gave a lot for this country and did a lot and gave up a lot. Uh, that he could have accomplished. And uh, he he went through, uh, just uh, f- uh, forget about the political side, just in life, his daughter died of cancer. Wouldn't that be rough? He had to watch his wife die. Wouldn't that be rough? And he had to watch a son die because he was an alcoholic, drunk himself to death. That'd be rough, wouldn't it? He lost an election to a man more liberal than him. That'd kill any politician right there. I mean, he suffered a lot. He suffered a lot. But down at the end of the days, he grabbed one of his sons and went on a little walk with his sons. And he said, uh, hardship upon hardship and trouble upon trouble. He said, but this is a merry merry life notwithstanding. I like that. That's one of my favorite quotes. You can give me liberty or give me death. I like stuff like that too. But that's one of the best quotes I ever heard from a politician right there. Hardship upon hardship, but this is a merry life notwithstanding, and it is. And I think the reason it is, I mean, that man talked about Jesus every day. Uh, At the end of his life, he said, I wish that the theme of my life would have been rejoice evermore. That's a Bible quotation if you didn't know it. He said, the theme of my life should have been rejoice evermore. Had a lot of stuff to complain about, and so do you. But maybe tonight, maybe it ain't been so up to this point, but maybe tonight you can live the rest of your life out so that you can say, not that you wished it, but it was so altogether that rejoice evermore was the theme of your life. Yeah. That your life's verse would be rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Now, mine's not that, but i tell you it's pretty close to that. The Lord God is a sun and shield. Yeah. Amen. Man, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. He says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But I tell you what, I ain't always walked uprightly. Have you? But I still, listen, even though I hadn't walked as uprightly as ought to, I've still found my God good. I still found him interested when, I'm, when, I'm, uh, when I got tears, he's interested. When I got laughter, he's interested. That's the kind of God that we serve. So I want to preach to you for just a little bit. I told you to turn to John. And let me pray, and then I'll read this verse here, John chapter 16. Lord, thank you for your goodness, and thank you for your grace. Help us tonight, oh God, help me to preach. I know there's some, God, that couldn't be here tonight, and they want to be here, and some will be here a little late, and I pray you'd help them and watch over them. And, and Lord, some are recovering right now, and I pray you'd, be with, uh, pray you'd be with her and help her and watch over her and be a blessing with her, oh God, heal her up. I pray for Nathan's mom, I pray you'd be with her, oh God. Things are not always perfect in this world, and there's hindrances and things that get us a little bit behind, but I pray, oh God, you'd be with them. Maybe they're listening, God. Maybe you'd give them a, a double blessing out of this message. I don't know what you'll do with it, but Lord, I trust that you'll do great and wonderful things with this message. It's your word. It's not my word. I didn't sit around and think this stuff up. God, I... I come to believe these things by reading your word and living a Christian life and seeing you time after time be faithful to us. Even though we're so unfaithful, and I pray, oh God, you'd forgive us and help us and help us to take heart, God, so that we can trust you a little bit more the next time things go bad or things go sour. Pray you'd help us tonight. In Jesus Christ's name I ask these things. Amen. Amen. I told you John chapter 16, and uh, look down, at, let's let's start reading in uh, verse number 25. He says, These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly for, of the Father. Uh, Jesus been teaching these people, and he tells them in Proverbs, and and even the disciples had a little bit of trouble understanding those Proverbs, and they'd say, Man, I, Lord, I can't understand what you're trying to say, and the Lord would take time to to explain the things to him and, and try to teach him what he was... He said, I, I speak in Proverbs so these people that don't believe me, they can't understand it. He said, but you can understand these things and and I'll explain them to you. And here he says, I'm not going to speak to you in Proverbs no more but I'm going to talk to you plainly. And there's no doubt in my life, in my life just like me, you've been through things in your life you just didn't understand the first time through. I don't know what God's doing but uh, like uh, like Simon Peter, uh, like the Lord told Simon Peter, he said, you don't know what I'm doing now, but after, afterwards you'll know. Afterward you'll know. Sometimes you don't know what God's doing when you're going through hardships, physical troubles. I mean, everyday life troubles that everybody in the world has. You just don't know what you're going through. And then spiritual things, sometimes you just don't know. God, I, I ask you to answer this prayer for me, and I didn't get it an answered. At least you ain't answered it yet. God, I'd like to know what in the world's going on in my life. Well, it might not be clear at first, but you've got a faithful God. One of these days, he's going to show them to you. Amen? So he says, hitherto ye have asked me, or he says in verse 24, hitherto have you asked me nothing, uh, have you asked me nothing in my name, asking ye shall receive that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. Time will come when God will show you plainly why you're going through the things. Verse 25, At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came from heaven. You love Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? God said, hey, I'm going to show you plainly. Why? Because you you believe me. God didn't ask us very much. God hadn't laid ten commandments or a hundred commandments on us. He said, believe on me. Isn't that, isn't that the most simplest? Some people can't even believe that that's even correct doctrine. But listen, God spent all of history trying to get man to believe him he opened the Red Sea up for him and they didn't believe him he walked on the water and the Pharisees wouldn't believe him, I mean he done uh, miracle after miracle, he let their food come down from heaven, land on the ground, not even get dirty, they eat it and not get sick from it, every day every day, every day give it to them twice on, on Friday so they can have enough for the Sabbath day just took care of every need. Now, listen, man didn't even have to think of that. God figured that out all by himself. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Uh, and, but God did that and did that and did that. And is, one of God's biggest questions in the Bible is, how long will it be ere they believe me? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. They would come along and uh, I don't know about you, but God never parted no Red Sea for me. I never woke up in the morning and found my food outside on the ground just ready waiting for me. Never have done that. Never did. I didn't see him walk on the water. I didn't see him turn the water into wine. But I'll tell you what did happen. One day I opened the Bible and I read it in there and I said, boy, I believe that. I I believe that. And I found his word to be true and you found his word to be true. And listen, if if you believe those things, if you believe God... Uh, parted the Red Sea, if you believe uh, the whale swallowed, I started to say Jonah swallowed the whale, but if God said that, I'd believe that. Uh, if You you know, I believe that stuff. I believe it with all my heart. And listen, if you believe that, and if you believe he'll save your soul and take you to heaven when you die, can't you believe that he'll take care of you when you don't know if you're going to have money for the rent or not? Or you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from, or you don't know, I mean, i tell you what, I mean after having four kids. I can tell you there's been a few times when I didn't know what God was going to do with my kids or if there was a problem. I didn't know exactly how that thing was going to turn out. But I knew to trust God because if I can trust Him with my soul and if I can believe in some things I never put my eyes on, I can believe God for what He's going to do with my family. Amen. You say, well sometimes, Brother Mike, those kind of things turn out real bad. But God's still good. And in the end of those things, listen, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. Uh, You remember when I told you, I believe it was last night, I was telling you about my little cousin that died on heroin. That was a terrible thing. And that boy, listen, that boy lived a hard life, and that boy lived a life that was misdirected in a lot of ways. And there's no way in this world it would seem like that you could ever get a good ending out of a story like this Fella died on fentanyl and heroin but I can tell you this when the boy was 11 years old my brother was sitting there at the table and he was sitting over there on the on the couch watching TV and my brother asked me a question about the tribulation and I began to explain to my brother how that one of these days the grace of God is going to be withdrawn off of this earth and then that this event's going to happen and that event's going to happen and this is going to be bad and that's going to be so terrible and I must have explained to my brother about the tribulation for maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Got done, went about my business, and here comes my little, here comes my little nephew who slipped over there and said, Do you think you can tell me how to be saved? Amen. That's good. I said, I sure can, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, he might have been misled, he might have given in to some things he ought not to have given in. But I tell you, when I get to heaven, I'll see my little cousin there, my little nephew there. Little little branded, yeah. No tracks in his arms, yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Well, I tell you what, if finding your little relative in heaven ain't everything being all right, I don't know what is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I just, I'm just, all I'm saying to you is, you, maybe your situation won't turn out that way, but I, I'd be very comfortable to tell you, you put things in the hand of God, He'll save your relatives. He'll take care of your problems. He'll help you with your bills. Listen, I mean, God is God because he can handle all those things. Amen. And whatever the outcome of it be, it'll be all right. If God's the one taking care of you, it's going to be all right. Let's skip on down here. He says in verse 27, it said, The Father himself loveth you because ye have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father and him come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things? I got another little message. I'm not going to preach it this week, but God knows. Yeah. That verse said, "God knows all things." Listen, yeah. I'm here to tell you tonight, God knows. Yeah. I said, but preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm fixing to face, and you're right. I don't know, but I know God knows. Yes, sir. Amen. God knows. God understands that stuff. Matter of fact, God knew it before you did. And, and listen, God didn't just know it before you did and let you run into it. God actually cares about stuff like that. God understands, God knows, and God cares. Listen, God wants you to put your trust in him so he can take care of some of these things. You know what I believe? I believe God is happy and proud to show off for his kids. I believe that. I believe God wants to do something for you. I believe God wants to do miraculous things for you. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a faith healer or nothing like that, but I believe in a miracle-working God. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. Uh, Listen, we've prayed for people right here. I've seen God do some great and miraculous things. I believe God wants to do that stuff. I believe that with all my heart. I believe he wants to. And listen, when things don't... Sometimes things don't go the way you want them to. I believe in that case, God wants to be your comfort. God wants you to lean on him in those kinds of situations. And he said, so Jesus answered them, do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone because of the Father is with me. Uh, sometimes there is a little scattering. Uh, and probably now, you understand what he's talking about. When they carried Jesus to the cross, all of his friends suck him. Amen? He said, but don't worry. I ain't by myself. Amen? Well, sometimes you might end up in that same situation as a child of God, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, if you want to use that phrase. And sometimes it's going to look like you're standing all by yourself, but you ain't standing by yourself. He said, Brother Mike, why would you even preach such a simple message like this? Because I believe with all my heart that people... Uh, Are are, uh, happy when things are going right and they feel like God's rejected them when things go wrong. But listen, if God allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to go through hardship, he's going to allow us to go through some hardship. But listen, he wants that same kind of response from us that Jesus gave him. Jesus said, hey, y'all going to run off and leave me alone, but I tell you what, God's going to be with me. And I tell you what, God was with him. Now, we believe Jesus was God. But Jesus is preaching this message right here so that you would understand that God ain't going to leave you high and dry when things is going wrong. So he says in verse 33, and this is my text verse, I suppose, These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Remember I read you the verse in Ephesians, Peace be to the brother. Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Let me stop right there and hold this book up and say, These things have I written unto you, that you might have peace. God give you this book. This is the peace manual right here. This is the instruction manual to show you how to have peace. Listen, what you do... As you get in your Bible, you open it up at the front, you read about how Adam failed God and how Eve failed God and how Christ never failed Adam and Eve. And listen, I could go through the rest of the book giving you illustrations about Noah and Abraham and Moses and David and Solomon and everybody else, and it'd be the same thing. This one let God down. This one comes short. And just like us, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but God ain't never come short one time. God ain't, we failed God time and time again. I could use that same illustration all the way through the Bible with every Bible character, but listen, God didn't never leave one of them alone. God didn't, listen, Jeremiah quit and God stayed with him. Amen. You, can't get a better, you can't get a better Bible illustration than that. Jeremiah quit, but God didn't quit on Jeremiah. So I ain't preaching no more. I'm done with it. These knotheads out here ain't listening. And they weren't. I mean, not these knotheads. (laughs) The knotheads in Jeremiah's congregation. He said, it's going to happen, boys. It's going to be bad. Nah. Nah, throw him in the prison. Throw him in prison. Jeremiah said, well, I'll tell you what. I ain't preaching the Bible no more. The, The Lord just let him sit there a little bit and uh, i don't know if i don't know if god did it quite like this but something in jeremiah's head must have been like and inside of his head it might have been some kind of a irritation like that but the lord's going you know i'm right boy Oh, Jeremiah, you quit, but I'm still here. Well, Lord, go on and leave me alone. Boy, I tell you, many people's done that. I ain't putting up with them Christians down there at that church no more. They've done me wrong for the last time. Probably not that way, but people get that attitude anyway. Oh, I tell you what, I'm tired of going down. That preacher preaches right to me every time I go in there. I ain't going back no more. You know, you are just paranoid. You know what? You know that's what. They, you know what that is, man. People come to church and they hear something hits them. Oh, he was preaching right to me. He took that opportunity. No, you're the paranoid one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've had people come to me and say, "All oh, these people are talking about me." No, they're not. No, they don't even know who you are. They're not talking about you. And listen, all the, listen, if you're talking about an independent Baptist church, all these people's done stuff as bad as you have. They're not talking bad about you unless they're over there going, they're one of us. Ain't no use in sitting in here pretending like you ain't crazy as the rest of us. Because you are, amen. Oh, look down your nose at a bunch of Baptists, oh, all these people are crazy. Not just, Well, maybe we are, but we ain't no more crazy than you are. Amen. Well, there's a few that's... There's a few that's over the top, but God be faithful to them too. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah said, I'm quitting. And God said, well, I'm not going to quit. I don't know how much time he wasted. The Bible doesn't tell us how much time wasted, but he said there was something burning down in my soul. Amen. Amen. God gets in your soul, you might feel that little burn every once I'm not talking about Jehovah's Witness stuff. but Amen. Nathan knows what I'm talking about. Amen. Uh, he says, These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace in the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer. In tribulation? You know what Simon Peter said? Simon Peter was listening when Jesus said that because Simon Peter said count it all joy. When you got the persecution going, when things bad are happening, Simon Peter said, when you're tempted, when you try, yeah. count it all joy. Yeah. You say, why? Because there's something spiritual going on. Yeah. Listen to me. Remember before you were saved, when you was drinking that beer, there wasn't nothing going on. Drink the beer, have a good time, go home, go to sleep, wake up or pass out, wake up the next day. Boy, I can't wait. Man, didn't we have a good time? No one getting well, you didn't have you ain't having a good time eight o'clock the next day. Yeah. Lord man. Woo! Ain't we having a time? Yeah. <laughs> man, I can't wait to do her again. Yeah. Lost people just dumb as a stump. Yes. <laughs> and Christians ain't much smarter. No. Yeah. But listen, you didn't you wouldn't sitting around going, oh I wish I wouldn't have done that. No, sir. You know what happens though, don't you? You get saved and you kind of watch your step for a little bit and then after about three weeks of being happy about being saved, you slip up and do some of that stuff again you're sitting there going, am I saved or not? Maybe I'm not saved. You never thought that before you got saved. If you're asking yourself, am I really saved? You're probably saved. I mean now, I don't want to draw no no conclusions for you, but I can say this. If you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and if he died on the cross for you, you're saved. Now, did he do what he did? Did you do what you did? (laughs) Did you ask him to save you? Did he die on the cross for you? you saved. You may as well get comfortable. Amen. Amen. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So I'm going to tell you just for a little bit tonight, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Let me read to you 2 Corinthians. Now, like I say, the peace you get is going to have to come from the Word of God. Not just me up here telling you everything's going to be all right. But I couldn't tell you everything's going to be right unless the Bible told me everything's going to be all right. Amen. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. Amen. That's where you stand at. That's where you put your confidence at. Don't put it on some preacher told you. Now, hopefully the preacher you got's telling you the truth, but boy, don't let that be. You may say, hey, my preacher told me that, but I looked it up in the book and I'm about to give you the verse to look it up. Listen, if you wake up tomorrow anxious, just come back to the verses we talked about tonight. They'll still be in there unless the NIV uh, uh, translation committee gets a hold of it. It'll still be in there in the morning. Amen. Amen. Just look up the verses I gave you tonight. Every morning, if you got into it, yep, there it is, amen. still there. Everything's still going to be all right. Yep. Amen. Yep. Amen. First, Second Corinthians, chapter one, verse number three. Now you say Amen when I say this. Blessed be God. Amen. That's almost up to Presbyterian level right there. <laughs> Blessed be God. Amen. That's listen. That's the way you're going to have to be. Uh, thank God. You know what the Bible, the the Bible leads me to believe that God likes thankfulness above all things. Listen, you're going to have to get to the place where you can bless God, where you can just say, thank God, thank God. Well, you know, tax time's coming up. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. (laughs) Psalm 103, right? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Yeah. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Now, listen, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you. If you sit around with your head down going, oh, oh, man. I'm, the longer you sit there talking like that, the harder it's going to be for you to get back up. Yes, sir. Hey, stay on your feet. Keep your hand. The Bible says that that God's will for you is that you would raise up holy hands and pray everywhere. Amen. So just stay on your feet. I say stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. When things get rough, stay on your feet and say, thank God. Bless the Lord. That's what it says right there. Now you just wait and see what he's about to talk about. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. It gets better. Who comforteth us in some of our tribulation. Who comforteth us in most of our tribulation. I'm beginning to wonder what the rest of y'all got, y'all. Only only one person corrected me. <laughs> Amen. Who comforteth us in all... Our tribulation. But there's a reason for it. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. I had a fellow tell me one time. He said, you can't tell me how to fix my problem because you've never been through my problem. I said, hold on just a minute. I could argue with you about that, but I'll take you right to the verse. The Bible said God comforts us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them that are in any trouble. I know God can help you because he helped me. And I can tell you this, just because God helped me in one area, don't give me no reason to doubt him in every other area. If God can help me, and listen, not only if he could help me, if he would help me, I'm pretty confident he can help anybody in this room. I I know that he can handle the situation, and I know that he can work for the individual. I'll tell you, if God would do something for such a sinner as me, I know he would do. Because you're just like me. You're just like me. I, I wouldn't say just in a spiritual condition. I mean, I don't know about your spiritual condition, but in your physical condition, I couldn't say that I was any better or worse than anybody in this room, or you either, or anybody else, that we just... Physically, we just men. That's all we are. Amen. Just men. That helps me a lot in my day-to-day life. Listen, when when some doctored up. Uh, college professor or something like that gets on the TV and says we come from monkeys, I don't pay that no attention whatsoever because I know he's just a fellow with stinky armpits and stinky feet just like everybody else. He picks his nose when nobody ain't looking just like everybody else and I know he ain't got no more brains than anybody else and the only reason he believes that, somebody bo- somebody told him that and he used that as an excuse to, to feel like he wasn't going to have to answer to God. He's just as dumb as you. He's just as stinky as you. He's just Listen, I mean, you ain't no different than him, and he ain't no different from you. So I ain't worried about what some professor says or what some doctor of theology says. I know what the book says, and beside all the other doctrinal stuff, God said he was also interested in my comfort and my well-being. I'm going to take him up on that. I think I'll just believe him when he says that. If he says he died on the cross for my sins, I know he cares about it. Me. Me. He died for my sins, so I know he cares about me. Now, I wouldn't say Jesus died for me. He died for my sins. But he died for my sins because he cares about me. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible says, casting all your cares on him, for he careth for you. I believe that. Listen, we get in this place where we talk about, we did some of it today. We talked about doctrines. We talked about doctrines we believe. We talked about stupid people that don't believe them. Well, that's the fun part about being a Christian. You get to talk bad about people. Yeah. No, it ain't me. That's a joke. But we like to do that. I rather enjoy talking about doctrinal things and theological things. I'll talk with you all about it. Well, some people disagree. Not many people disagree to your face, but they'll disagree. Yeah. I tell you what, listen. That stuff is fun. That stuff is what but listen, when it comes when the rubber meets the road and things begin to be a little bit abrasive and I don't really know how things are going to turn out, listen, whether Calvinism is true or not doesn't come into my mind at all. Listen, when one of my kids gets sick and I don't know how it's going to turn out, whether eternal security is true or not just doesn't come into my mind. Now, I believe it with all my heart. But listen, when the rubber meets the road, my first thought is, we supposed to be speaking in tongues or not? That listen, that's not what matters. What matters is does Jesus care? Yes, sir. Amen. Oh yes, He cares. Amen. Even the songs tell us that, don't they? But the songs ain't where I get my inspiration from. The songs ain't where I get my strength from. I just soon do without the music. I got the Bible, and that's what that's what I need. Amen. Those songs are good, I like them. But boy, listen, I tell you what. When you're feeling down, don't turn to the music. Don't turn to your cassette deck. When you're getting mighty low, grab the Word of God and look in there and see if it don't say He cares for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sing all you want to. Listen to all the music that you want to. I'm just saying. For me, because the Bible told me, that's where, that listen, that's where my confidence comes from. Yeah. I know He cares. The Bible says He's the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And He says He comforteth us in all our tribulation. Now listen. When he says he comforts you in all your tribulation, he says he does that so you can comfort other people. So listen, when God does something from you, uh, when God does something for you, don't hide it. Don't keep it to yourself. Hey, if God does something for you on Monday, come to church on Wednesday night, and when everything gets quiet and you don't know you don't know if the preacher knows what's going to happen yet, uh, next or not, just slip up right quick and say, hey, let me tell you something. I didn't know what I was going to do on Monday. But by Tuesday morning, God had done fixed it all. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know the rest of the details, but you do. Yeah, that's right. And you don't know, but what, listen, I'm not, about, I'm not talking about interrupting the service at an inopportune time. I'm talking about when the time is right and when you're like Jeremiah and you don't know if you're going to say nothing or not, but it starts burning in. You say, hey, preacher, let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you what God done for me. And I'm telling you, whether you believe it or not, it'll be the right time and somebody be sitting in that congregation thinking, I wonder if God can help me. Well, I've seen it work like that hundreds of times and thousands of times. I wouldn't even doubt that this message was on time. Amen. I, I know I know it's on time. I know it's on. Even if I was too dumb to... Uh, uh, find the exit to this building. I know God could use, if God could use an old donkey to talk to Balaam, I know he could use oh, me a little yeah. bit. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's exactly Amen. right. Amen. God could use you. God wants to use you. Next time God brings you through something, I want you to remember this verse and remember that God's doing it so you can do it for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And listen, that thing will start working like a wheel. Yeah. That's right. God's faithfulness is not hit or miss. If God does something for you, and then you do your best to pass, even if it's just a word, you might not get help nobody at the very moment. But if you'll just pass it only in words and say, look what God done for me, that stuff will begin to roll like a wheel. Amen. Amen. God will do it. He's the, God of all. He's the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Verse 5, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which ye also suffer. Well, listen, don't think you're the only one. Don't think you're the only one. Lots of people going through what you're going through. Lots of people going through what you're you not the first one to go through what you're going through. The best thing you can do is look for a good Christian brother or a sister and get up next to them and be a friend to them and let them be a friend to you. You get in a place like that, you're going to realize that the things you're going through, some people already been through. And the things, you, the things that some other people are going through, you've already been through them. You'll be able to help one another. God's going to use you as a voice. Yeah. John the Baptist showed up and they said, you Elijah? He said, no. Are you that prophet? No. I'm just a voice. That's all. That, listen, if that's all God lets you be for the rest of your life, Uh, Don't count that as something small, but count it. Look what God can do with it. Just letting God use you to tell other people that God can do what he's always done. And I'll tell you, God needs a voice. God needs somebody right now who he can work through, who who after that is able to just go out and say, look what God's still doing. Not necessarily that just God can do it, People in this world know God can do it because God's been showing himself faithful all through the ages. But listen, he's still in the helping business. He's still in the comforting business. Amen. Amen. Amen, that's exactly right. Now let me say a few more things here. I read you the verse in Ephesians chapter 6, peace be to the brethren. Let me say this. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. So let me say, don't despair. Don't give up. Brother Mike, I've tried. I I tried this and I failed. I tried this and I went back. I tried this and I did it over again. I tried to stop doing that and I did it again. Hey, don't despair. Uh, Most of the time, what happens is we're trusting in this flesh. You know how many times, Brother Clint, I've said, "I'm quitting that. I'm quitting that. I ain't never doing that again." Have you ever read Romans chapter seven? Listen, the best preacher in the New Testament, besides the Lord Jesus Christ, said the things I hate. That I do. Listen, there ain't no... uh, Listen, uh, hypocrites are not just common to the Baptist church. Everybody's a hypocrite. Listen, God saved us by his grace. He told us what sin was. He told us what doing right was. Some of us have said, boy, I'm going to do that. And we don't do it. We don't do the right thing. Romans chapter 7 beginning in verse 15 says it over and over and over again. That which I hate, that I do. The things that I allow, the things that I say, that's good old country talk. I allow a man ought to read his Bible every day. That's country talk. But but Paul said, the best preacher there was said. Things I allow, the things I approve of, the things that a man ought to do, I don't do that. That's true for me. But the Bible tells me not to despair. Amen. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Amen. Common to man. Yeah. Come. Have you ever sinned a sin? Common to man. Yeah. You ever sinned a sin, Alex? Yeah. Me too. It's common to man. Yeah. That's what the verse says. I'm not talking about my opinion on the matter. The Bible says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Yeah. But God But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear. He's faithful. We say, God, I don't know if I I ain't going to do that no more. And then the temptation comes and God makes us a way to escape and guess what we do? Just what Paul said, we do it anyway. But I guarantee you, get down on your face, say, God, forgive me for that uh, and quit again. How many times you gonna quit smoking cigarettes? I'm not saying she smokes cigarettes. I'm just... But I know she's made out of flesh and blood just like me, and I know if she was addicted to a cigarette and if she was trying to quit it, I bet she'd quit seven or eight thousand times. Amen. I know it to be a fact. I ain't never smoked a cigarette, but I know it to be a fact. I'm gonna quit. I'm going to quit. Hey, I'm going to go on a diet. Oh, I thought we were talking about spiritual things. We are talking about spiritual things. I think there's something quite spiritual about a hot dog or a taco. <laughs> Amen. Paul said the things that I allow or not, I do. I ain't allowing no more calories. Uh, you, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a physical thing or a spiritual thing. The stuff that we get caught up in this life, very difficult. And you're going to be tempted to say, man, if I ain't no better than this, if I ain't no stronger than this, I'm going to just quit worrying about it. I can't afford these ulcers worrying about it. No, don't give up. That's just the weakness of the flesh and this world and the devil trying to get you to stay wrapped up in that mess. Amen. Forget despairing, don't despair, don't despair, don't despair. Remember that God's here to give you peace and give you assurance and try it again. Listen, try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again. Try it again. And if you die trying again, it'll be all over then. Lord, yeah, Listen, all of your trying to be over in heaven. It'll be accomplished. Yep. Amen. Amen. God's going to give you a glorified body up there. Yeah. And so I can, I can easily say everything's going to be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. Don't despair. Don't lose faith. The Bible tells me faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If you need more faith, read more Bible. I've been trying, but I I just don't, don't got the faith to go through this. Read more Bible. I've, I've, I've done my best. I might have said something in the past like read ten chapters a day or read a whole book every day. I might have said something in the past. But I found out along the way that everybody ought to read quality instead of quantity. If you can read ten quality chapters where you can retain, do that. Do that. And the Bible says if a man reads the Word of God or if he hears the Word of God preached that the devil is going to come try to steal it away from you. So do more and read more and get more. And if you can listen to it on the radio or if you can listen to it on an on a audio app or something like that and read it whatever chance you get, all that you can get, get it. Don't lose faith. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get all the Bible you can. Memorize all the Bible you can. Yeah. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, the Bible says. Memor- you say, well, then I'll become a fanatic. You already are a fanatic. Yeah. I'll become a lunatic. You already are a lunatic. Yeah. Come into church and people are going, "Woo, hallelujah. And people go, look at these lunatics. But follow them down to the Eagles yeah. game. Follow down to the M&M concert. Come and hear somebody go, oh, praise the Lord. Look at them fanatics. And they're sitting at the concert Uh, this world just as much of a fanatic as you are. Yeah. Only thing is, you're a fanatic about the one that deserves fans. Yeah. Uh, you're a fanatic about the one that deserves worship. Yeah. Get in that Bible and read it and read it and read it and read it. And yeah. then when you're tempted to despair and then you're tempted to lose faith, say, I remember what the Bible said. Yeah. I remember what the Lord done this time. I remember what the Lord done over there. I know what God did for Moses. Yeah. Amen. Preachers ought to take heart in that. Most did them wear white shirts and he had a beard. Look what God done for him. huh? I'm fixing to ask some of these smooth-shaven white shirt wearing every day day Sunday the same. I'm about to ask them, hey, when's God ever parted? I'm not talking to Nathan. <laughs> but you wouldn't believe the fellow that said, brother, Mike ain't no preacher. He's got a beard and he don't wear white shirts every time he preaches. Well, when's the last time God ever parted the water for you, big boy? he done it for Moses. He had a beard. Yeah. Huh? I'll tell you what, though. When John, when, when John the Baptist showed up, he didn't have no white shirt on. Uh, he didn't look like the ministerial association. fella come out. Listen, a fella come out the woods chewing on a grasshopper with honey running down the side of his face. You, viper, who told you to flee from the wrath to come? I mean, when you go to church, people are supposed to say, Welcome, we're so glad to have you here. Not John the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. hey. that's right. yeah. Yeah. What you doing here, viper? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ain't that true? That's it. That's it. Listen, we don't go by... We don't go by sight. We don't go by by uniforms. We don't go by the way the world does it or the way everybody else expects us to do it. We just get in our Bible, find out what God said, go live our life so we can find out that God is faithful to His Word and He proves it to us over and over and over. And if we got white shirts and shaved faces or we walk around chewing on old locusts and wild honey, God proves Himself faithful to us. Some of us, some of us, some of us ain't got much, and God's faithful to us. Some of us got everything. That Need and God's faithful to them. Yeah. Listen, you're in the only place in the world, the church of the living God, where a high income man and a low income man can sit down together and say, God sure is good. Yeah. And He's just as good to the highbrow as He is to the lowly. Yeah. And that's the way it's been since the dawn of time, and that's the way it's going to be forevermore. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Yeah. So don't lose faith. Don't lose heart. And don't lose your shout. Amen. You say why? Because everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. Just shout on credit every once in a while, amen. Hallelujah. Oh I look like a nut. Again, do we have to go back over that again? You are a nut. Listen, God ain't always gonna uh, most of the time God not gonna depend on what you can do, no way. Can you imagine Joshua when God come and said, Let me tell you how to let me tell you how to perform this great military operation here. Now what you're going to do is you're going to leave all your swords and all your machines of war and all your shields, you're going to leave them back here at the camp. And you're going to march across this river to the most fortified position in all the land. The walls are higher. The walls are thicker. The swords are sharper. The shields are thicker than any place you're going to encounter after that. And I want you to get over there and right as you're heading up to the gate, I want you to make a right turn. And march all the way around. And march around seven times. And as you go, go, glory to God. Hallelujah. And he said, when you go around seven times, give her one more shout. And he says, see what happens. And they did just that. And they marched around seven times and gave a big old shout. Hallelujah. And the walls fell down flat. And they went in without no swords or shields, I guess, and took over the whole place. Amen. If they'd have carried their shout to AI and done things like God told them to do, wouldn't have been no problem there. But wasn't many of them shouting at AI? Wouldn't wouldn't many of them being obedient to God's word in AI? And They got a little black eye, didn't they? Don't lose your shout. Amen. Amen. Don't listen. If you're quiet, listen. I'm pretty. I'm pretty quiet myself. But you got to keep something down deep inside of you that said, "God, I know." I know you're right. I know you're good. I know you're faithful. I know you're able. Yeah. And if you, if all you can manage is just a amen, yeah. Yeah. amen. If that's all you can manage, manage it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's get a little quieter than that or a little louder, hey, somebody gets to shouting around you, don't laugh. At, I mean, it is kind of enjoyable if you, if you're laugh, if you're laughing for enjoyment's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's fine, but. Somebody gets to let loose nearby, don't pay no attention to that. Just somebody, just somebody. I mean, some people have nervous breakdowns, and some, some folks have a shouting fit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Let her rip. Yeah. We, uh, if you look up on the Internet, Crazy White Church up there in Delaware, I mean, we had fellas jumping in the baptistry. You ain't supposed to do that unless you get baptized. They just, And to me, that's kind of crazy. I mean, that's, no, I wouldn't advise that. I'm not going to do it myself, but Hey. Whatever, maybe that fellow was going through something. I don't know. mean, at least he cooled off, amen. Uh, but at any rate, you see all kinds of crazy stuff. But can't you see all kinds of crazy stuff out there? I mean, they go, they go through crazy stuff out there, and then they, they go to extreme measures, don't they? I don't quite feel led to talk about that. But sometimes when people are faced with hardship, they go to extreme measures to solve their problems, don't they? Boy, that ain't the way. That ain't the way. That ain't the way. Don't lose your shout. Find you a find your place somewhere out in the woods if nowhere outside. God, I know you're good. God, I know you care. I don't feel like it right now, but I know it's true. Amen. Shout her out. Amen. Don't lose your shout. Don't lose your cool. Oh, listen! I know, I know this for a fact. Sometimes I know God was going to work things out for me, but somebody got on my last nerve, and I went on ahead and snapped at him. Amen. I've done that in church. I've done that out in, out in the world. I've done that. Some listen. Sometimes extreme measures calls for extreme reactions. I understand that. I understand that. Uh, somebody said to me, "You shouldn't say stuff like." punch the guy in the mouth. But listen, I really believe if somebody's beating on your sister or beating on your daughter, knock the fool out of them. And that's an extreme measure. That's an extreme measure. I understand that. But somebody's got to say it this day and time. Bunch of, bunch of sissies won't stand up for nothing. But listen to me. Every situation, don't call for losing your cool. Relax. Relax. Amen. Oh, one up uptown one time said, that preacher down there, he's a hothead. Okay, maybe in some things I am. Maybe I, maybe I am, but not in everything. Uh, to me, I'm so little, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a big man. I'm not a tough man. I'm not a strong man. Sometimes i got to lose my cool in order to uh, gain the nerve to do what I ought to do. Amen. But listen, when it comes to the things that God's supposed to take care of, I don't have to lose my cool. God has given me some responsibilities in my life that I've got to step up and do it myself. That's called responsibility. I recommend everybody go home and look that up. So you're going to need a little oomph when it comes to performing your responsibilities. But there's a great many things in your spiritual life and your physical life you're going to have to just not lose your cool. Amen. Now, I could say a lot of things to you right now, buddy, but I'm gonna just bite my tongue, let God take care of it. Yes. I've gotten a many argument with the many preacher, and I say this, and this usually ends it. I say, okay, God judge between you and me then. You say it's this way and it ought to be that way, and I say it's this way. I'm not gonna argue with it no more. I'm not gonna argue with it no more. I say, God be judged between us. Turn around and walk off, and you know what? You know what a couple of those fellas have said right now? Now we ain't gotta go that far. Well, why not? Why don't we got to go that far? All I said was, I mean, basically all I said was, I ain't arguing with you no more, but when I said God be the judge, ain't nobody wants to take that much of a lead. Hmm. But I am. Because I know if if I'm wrong about something in that book, God's going to straighten it out. And listen, if it's something between me and my wife, I know God can help us work that thing out. I don't got to jump down her throat. Huh, I don't have to mistreat my wife or my children to get a point across. Right. Yeah. Huh, I don't have to call them names and ridicule them in order to get my point across. I don't have listen. Uh, since the day I got married, and even before that, I've been in charge of my home because God gave me that responsibility. But I haven't. I haven't. I, I mean, there is, there is, never a time when I just felt like bawling up my fist at my wife or ridiculing her or calling her bad names. No, sir, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, Listen, man ruling over his house don't mean he's ruling over a flock of sheep or an old dog somewhere. And I've seen people talk to their wife and kids like a dog and then go out and pet an old mangy mutt dog and treat it better than they treat the wife and kids. I don't like that. I don't like that. You ain't right with God if you do that. I'm telling you right now, God hates that junk. But we'd rather just blow it off. Say everything we feel like saying because we think that's going to solve something. And I ain't never seen two people argue and solve anything in my whole entire life. Never seen it happen like that. I've been in some arguments, buddy. I have been in some arguments. My family was as rough as any family on the planet. And listen, yours probably is too. You probably got some knotheads in your family too. You probably got some outlaws in your family too. But I'm telling you, between a husband and a wife, between a brother and a brother, between a brother and a sister, i never seen an argument settle anything. Usually they just blow up at one another, Clint, and then they walk off and realize what a fool they was, and they come back and say, Oh, darling, I'm sorry about that. And she says, It's okay, and it's not okay. Is it? They're going to bring it back up again, ain't they? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Listen, I, here's the big argument me and Ruth has. She is going to change the house around. <laughs> See, not... So, listen, you could set the couch in one spot and leave it there forever. I would not care. I mean, move it around, sweep it. And I'll do that too. I, a, a man should know how to use a broom yeah. and wash your dish. That's okay, man, you can do that. Yeah. That don't make you a sissy. Wearing that hair gel makes you a sissy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Use, using body wash and body spray makes you a sissy, huh? Not washing dishes. Lord have mercy. But boy, Ruth, she's so gonna move that furniture around? She said, "Why can't you put your laundry in the clothes basket? Cause you moved it." Yeah. How about it? Where was that? <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to belabor that point. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You ain't never solved nothing between your, you and your better half, whichever one it was, male or female. The men are saying, I'm the better half. And the ladies are going, ain't no way he's better half than me. And they'll argue about that on the way home. But God's faithful. He'll help you work it out tomorrow when you come back to church. Amen. Don't lose your cool. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Listen, I know Ruth's the best thing I got. Amen. Amen. Why should I ruin it? Well, you're not going to ruin it just arguing. You don't know, buddy. You don't know. Sometimes, uh, one of these days you're going to say something, you ain't going to be able to take back. Hey, at some point, listen, I was a kid growing up in a a, uh, strict house. And I, I'm all about being strict. I'm all about discipline. I'm all about uh, raising your kids right. I'm all about that. And I grew up in that kind of a household. But I can tell you from experience, there come a time when I got tired of hearing how stupid I was. Right. Yeah. And listen, if you're still if you're still having to tell a 17, 18 year old kid they're stupid, you've done something wrong a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now they do get stupid at that age. I'm not saying they ain't. But I'm just saying, man. By the time, oh, I, I, I don't care what you do. I mean, you do things the way you want to. But me and that boy over there, and me and that girl right there, I, and, and the other two girls that I got, I made up my mind early. I made up my mind early that we was going to be, we we weren't going to be parent and child. We are that. I've taken my responsibility for that. We weren't just going to be provider and receiver. We are that, and I did my best to take care of that. But that's a person sitting over there. Amen. And listen, I don't know who you got a problem with in this world. I don't know much about much. I've been away from you for a while. I don't know who you're into it with or out of it with. But I can tell you this. If you don't treat somebody with at least human dignity and respect, you ain't going to get nothing solved with them. You got to straighten your kids out. You're going to have to sit down. You're going to have to take the time. And not lose your cool and sit down and say, now, first of all, let's pray this thing out. Let's figure out what God wants to be done. And get that thing settled in a reasonable manner and do the thing the right way. That way you ain't got to lay awake for three weeks because you cussed your kid out when you could have just a well said, let's do it this way. Amen. Amen. Don't lose your cool. Y'all need that in Greek or is that pretty plain? That's... Amen. Don't lose your cool. And I, I put more emphasis on that because that's the easiest thing for us to do is lose our cool. Uh, it's the easiest thing for us to do to lose our cool and the hardest thing in the world to go back and say I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Huh? Listen, I come from a hard generation. I mean, that generation that come through World War II and right up through the 40s and 50s, them people that grew up, my grandpas and, and my daddies and my mamas and stuff like that, that was a pretty rough time to be alive. I understand that. I realize. I understand that. But one thing that generation, that listen, uh, we was raised, we was taught reading, writing, arithmetic, taught to the tune of a hickory stick. Well, I got news for you. There's other tunes besides hickory stick. You're not talking to somebody that's saying don't discipline your kids. I believe in that. But I can tell you it only took one or two times of dealing with them in a strict fashion. They was paying attention the next time. And the next time they was paying attention, I said, hey. We don't do it like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't believe that's I don't believe that'll work. I tell you what, you believe what you want to, but my twenty my younger will be twenty-three in December. She works for the Department of Justice. She's got more money than I got. She's got more sense than I got. She's got a better car than I got. And she comes to me when she wants to do something and says, Daddy, can I go down to the store? And every time she does that, I say, Darling, you're 22 years old. You do not have to ask me permission to do stuff. Okay, Daddy. Love you, Daddy. Amen. Tomorrow, Daddy, can I go down to Dollar General? Darling. Yeah, now, you do it the way you want to do it. Yes. You fly off the handle and beat them to death when they're 17 years old. You do what you want to do, big Amen. boy. Sure. Amen. Yes, sir. You've been losing your cool so long, look how well it worked for you. Yes, Amen. Don't lose your cool. Don't lose your hope. Amen. Well, ain't that about the same thing as faith? No, they spell different. Don't lose your hope. You know what? Uh, I'm not talking about a wish either. Oh, I wish I had a million dollars. Well, that ain't going to change nothing. You wish you had a million dollars? Get a better job. That's what a wish is. People spend their whole life wishing. Oh, I wish. I wish I had a better life. I wish this was better. I wish this was different. Stop that wishing, John. Yeah. A hope, listen, hope is the possibility that it could happen. Wish, you don't know if it's going to happen or not. Probably ain't going to happen. Right. But the Bible said we have a blessed hope. Yeah. That's the That's Lord right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We have a hope in God's Word. You say, what is the hope of God's Word? That He can do exactly what He said He could do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, you got to have faith, yeah. but you got to have hope too. Yeah, I believe. And see, a lot of people do that. They get saved. Say, yeah, I believe God can save me. Well, you believe God can take care of your problems. Yeah, I believe that. But tell your face. <laughs> tell your face, man. Yeah, that's true. Hey, and I realize it's going to take some time. It's going to take some training. It's going to take some understanding. But as you go, you're going to build hope. You go, man, I know God can do it. I know it. I don't know if he will. But I got hope that he will because I know he can and I've been reading this Bible, I've been coming short, but I've been doing my best. I mean, yeah, I just right. told a lie that I was doing my best, but I'm doing my best to do my best. Yeah. You say, what does that do? It builds hope. I, uh, I fail him on a regular basis. I do things I ought not to do. I think things I ought not think. But I know his word is true. I know that my constant failure is the very reason that he had to die on the cross for me. He had to die on the cross for me because I could not produce a life good enough to be saved or to save myself. Amen. I know that's still true today. And if that's still true today, and if I got a repentant heart, I know He's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness and never leave me and never forsake me and go with me all the way to the end. I read that in John chapter 13 the other day. He loved Him and He loved Him all the way to the end. Yep. I think that's hope for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Yeah, I believe that's right. He- Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, and we thank you for your grace. Lord, I don't know how to impart all these things to the people, uh, hope or faith, but I know the, the conduit by which it comes by reading your word and believing your word and trusting in you and asking for forgiveness when we need it. and. Asking you for help when we need it and asking you for guidance when we need it. And Lord, just keep coming back to the well time and time and time and time again. Help us to be faithful in that when we can't be faithful to nothing else. Help us, O God. Strengthen us, O God. And I pray with all my heart that these folks, Lord, that verse of Scripture in Ephesians 6 said, Peace be to the brethren. And that's my heart's desire for every person in the building, that they'd be able to find peace. Lord, that some of us, uh, most of us, matter of fact, all of us, imperfect, sinful, faltering, unfaithful human beings, but help us to uh, get to the place where we desire to do more and we desire to do better. Help us, O God, to put our faith and trust in you. We'll thank you and praise you for all you do. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Brother Nathan's down here praying with these boys. There's some folks up here praying. Listen, God spoke to your heart tonight. Get around an altar and pray about it. Oh, boy, Brother Mike, I'm tired of failing. I'm tired of going a certain distance and then giving up and doing the same things. Listen, don't get tired of doing the same things over and over. You're going to be doing the same things over and over. But I can tell you what, God's going to be faithful over and over. You're faithful to come back to him and ask him for help and beg him for mercy and ask him for forgiveness and, Lord, I've done it again. Help me again. He'll do it again. He'll help you again. You say, how do you know? I've tried it. I found it in God's Word. I tried Him out. Found Him to be faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. He always will be, too. Do business with God tonight.